Hi, I'm Kat. <laughs> and I'm Gabe. No, that's not true. Yes, we, we are possessed by each other. I'm kidding. Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Kat. And we're the ghouls next door. Well, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, hi. What's up? Welcome to my living room. To our living room. It does not have windows. Which is good, because people can't be peeking on us. Trapped in here together. We're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, so this is a podcast. It is a horror podcast where we talk about scary stuff and why they ain't so scary or if they really are scary and, like, why that's still cool. Okay, why, why that's like, What's up with it, you know? I want to say words about. I want to listen to the words that are about the things and the scaries. And today, talk about something. What are we going to talk about, Gabe? Tell I feel like you're a little hostile. You're a little different. I feel like, you know, you're you're behaving a little strange. I'm just being six people in one. <laughs> we already did split, so. It's not the same. I can have demons. Yeah, it's six demons. Well, yeah, it's not person. One person. Yeah. You said six people. Demons people. aren't people. Whatever. Don't try to advocate <laughs> for demon rights. They're not. Unacceptable. You don't know. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about exorcisms, Kat. Uh, we're going to talk about some tragic real history, because it's real. It's even today. It's happening. It's out there. We watched two films for this the purpose of the podcast. We've seen many uh, exorcisms, at least I have. Also truth. But we watched two specifically, and I'm glad we picked them. Yeah, they were good. Neither one of them is the original The Exorcist, which I think is very important. Because we watch a lot of classics, which is great, and I, I love it, but I really didn't, I didn't want to fucking watch it. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It's definitely good for its time. I just didn't feel like it was going to be good. When you watch it, I think it's funny. I just think of Scary Movie too. Yeah, I do think of and Scary Movie. It was all the vomiting. Yeah, and she just pisses on the floor for like five minutes straight. Yeah. We're going to talk about... You know, demons. Yeah. The possession of bodies by demons. We're going to see if we, at the end, believe in exorcisms, what they really mean, what we've learned, yeah. how we feel. And I did want to just kind of add the top, just because it is a very, I feel like out of all the things, like everything we talk about has a serious note. There are serious yeah. implications. There's ghosts that are, you know, real or not, but people believe in them. People who suffer from sleeping disorders. We've encountered, you know, several phobias. And even, like, with the witches, like, that's a real-life historic event. But with exorcisms, this is something that's still happening and is still very real to a lot of people. And, I mean, honestly, it could be real. Demons could be real. And so I just kind of want to say that none of of the things that we say are, are harmful to people who have undergone this kind of treatment and these issues. Um, and we are going to spend a lot of time, you know, discussing some of the, the negative impacts and kind of what it does to a person. And then also like the mental illness portion. But I just want to say, I mean, we have fun here yeah, and we're going to have fun, but it's all in good jest and it's, uh, we're not trying to poke at anybody and hurt anyone. I mean, how are you? Are you okay? Exercised. Whoa! I like. Please call us. I want to really hear about it. Because honestly, like when we took, you were like, "Let's talk about exorcism," and I was like, "Yeah, that's not a big thing. Like that'll be an easy episode." And then I was like reading everything online. I was like, "Wait a minute, no. Do I believe in this now? I don't know." Doubt by everything I read, like that. So 
the thi- and like hearing all like the recorded of like real fucking people mm-hmm. being like that I think made it different for me it's a movie. Scary movie it's like so, you know it's mm-hmm. a movie and then also it's like when you're hearing about like paranormal stuff I feel like there's always like some way to debunk it but there's like certain elements of it that's like it's just really hard to wrap your mind around yeah definitely so. and yeah I mean if you want to go into kind of your uh, personal feelings about exorcisms and yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just the stuff I read I've, after seeing the movies, even it just like freaked me out. Like to see one, I've never enjoyed the whole contorting bodies thing. Mm-hmm. Every scary movie, it exists. Like even if it's not even for like exorcism based stuff, if it's like unborn and like that lady is upside down, like just like when you're a human that looks not human, mm-hmm. I get freaked the fuck out. Like it just makes me so uncomfortable and so nervous. Um, but especially with, like. The fact that that's an element of the extra, like, they're breaking their own fingers, and they're, like, their bodies are contorting all crazy and weird, and it's, like, it's just scary. It's a scary thing for me. I don't know. I don't understand how people can do that if they're not actually having something happen to them. Well, they are having something happen to them. I know. It's just a matter of what is it that's happening to them, what's causing it. Yeah. And that, like, reading, there's, like, a difference between, like, within the church and everything, between mental illness and demonic possession and like reading those differences the biggest thing being like one is triggered by prayer and the other is just like you're just crazy it's like that's how you can tell if you start to say the prayer and they freak out that's like what they wrote on the website that yeah but i think like if you are a religious person Mm -hmm. and you're crazy and you think that you're possessed prayers are going to trigger you yeah no that's real like you're not going to have a rando who doesn't like just has never had any religious upbringing who's crazy and gets triggered by prayers. If they get triggered by prayers, I think I'd be more inclined to be like, whoa. But it's not like people don't know what prayers are, you know? And like, even people who aren't religious might, when you're suffering delusions and things, Mm -hmm. who's to say you're not like, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You're susceptible. Your mind is, you know, being pressured by that. Yeah. But it freaks me out. I don't know. Like, very not superstitious and i usually don't believe in that kind of stuff but this kind of like freaked me out a little bit i'm like not that i think i'm gonna go be possessed by anything the level to which like it exists was surprising to me Mm -hmm. like the level of people that think they're possessed by the devil or demons or what have you it's like the number is very large and it's like cross cultures yeah and there's like tons and tons and tons and tons of research and data around it which is like Weird, because usually when you think religion, you don't always think facts and, like, data and, like, yeah that kind of stuff. It kind of makes it seem more scientific, which is weird. Yeah, I feel like, you know. As a skeptic of religious things. Yeah, I think, like, the Catholic Church, you know, had to to learn how to hang, you know, like, (laughs) had to keep up. And, um, because, like, yeah, I mean, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the exorcism Emily Rose, Mm -hmm. kind of how there has to be, like, doctors now. Um, but Makes people die. <laughs> like a thing. People die. So, um, the director of the original Exorcist, William Friedkin, yeah, um, was the director of the original Exorcist movie that was in 1973, but he had never actually witnessed an exorcism. And, like, in a more recent film that's coming out, actually, this April, about um, kind of, like, modern-day exorcism and uh this one specific 
priest, uh, Father Gabriel Armour. Basically, he was a Vatican exorcist. Recently died in uh, 2011, or I think, no, 2016. Right after completing his, like, final exorcist of an Italian woman. But yeah, there's a documentary coming out. It's called The, Dev- the Devil of Father Amor, which will be released April 20th. But essentially, he went, the director of the original exorcist witnessed his first exorcism with oh, this man. With this guy. And that's, like, why it's relevant. And he actually, you know, really recently died in September mm-hmm. 2016 at 91. Which is, like, really old. Especially for someone who's, like, fucking with the devil all the time. Yeah. Like, you think he would, like, hang him for him by now? Yeah. Wonder if God's like, hey, how's it going? I'm doing me a solid. How are you doing down there? Cleaning yeah. up my messes. <laughs> Helping out my kids. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really watch The Exorcist growing up. I hadn't seen it until later it in once, life. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just didn't see it till later in life. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Like, I didn't really watch Exorcist movies. Mm-hmm. It's surprising that you were so religious. I think that's why. Um, like, my family doesn't like them. And, uh, like, that's, like, one of the ones that scares my aunt to, like, this day. Like, she doesn't like them. Um, yeah. And I remember. I stigma. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's real to them. Mm-hmm. Like, me and you, like, whether or not, like, we believe is something that's kind of, like, we're facing now. But they just have this very real belief in like angels and demons Mm -hmm. so that's a very real possibility yeah and kind of seeing it or even like seeing it in like a mocking sense is almost insulting i guess yeah not even like film is like even if it's not intentionally kind of it's like presenting something yeah like sacred i think it's just like if you're afraid of spiders or something you're not going to go and watch a spider movie yeah like if you really believe that that thing can hurt you and like you it mess you up like you don't want to do that and who, yeah. what is more terrifying to someone who like loves god than to be possessed by demons like you that's your whole thing your that's whole thing, the whole yeah. fear so um like growing up we didn't really watch any of those i remember watching um the exorcism of emily rose which we watched and i I couldn't remember it. It was like watching it for the first time over again. But I do remember having um, ordered it probably from like Netflix or something back when uh, it was DVD form. But like I got it, I remember, and it was one of those times where like my family was like, oh God, Gabe got another like horror movie and we all have to watch it with her and we hate it. Um, (laughs) But this one was just like, I really think I watched this one like more or less by myself because no one yeah. was down for it. But I, yeah, being religious, like exorcisms just kind of seemed like that's a thing that could happen. Cause it's like, if miracles can happen, like if angels can come down and like save you and, and do good things for you, yeah. then what's to say that the opposite the can't can, be happening. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's so much of growing up in a, a, a religious household where like when good things happen, that was a blessing and that was God. And when bad things happen, that was Satan. Like, yeah, that's just the way that it was, you know, um, handed like to you. Like that's the information. So to watch um, a exorcism movie, it was like very real. And I don't. I would say watching these two films, like again, I realize that this is like honestly the first time we've really been scared. Like I've been scared. Like we watched the nightmare. Yeah, I was afraid, and I get in those like the last exorcism. I was scared during that movie. Yeah, it was like I think it's like legitimately like it's believable because there's this villain that's not something that like 
you really can fight. Yeah. You know, like anything else, like, you know, you have witches or you have ghosts, you have, I don't know, whatever else we've talked, zombies. Yeah. Like these are things that you can fight and they seem like unrealistic, but then you have like an exorcism. There's a physical form that you could like go against for yeah. the most part and you can't really fight something that's inside of you and you're not aware of it when it's present kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like taking, like it hurts you like in order to like win, like even with when we're talking about nightmares and sleep paralysis and you have those beings that you're kind of like subconsciously seeing, like you have tactics to avoid them and it is terrifying, but it's, it still doesn't feel as finite as being possessed by demons. They're, I'm not saying they're not terrifying in that sleep, you know, but when people wake up, they wake up and you're fine. Like yeah. these people wake up and this is just their reality forever. And it was very good at pulling all those triggers, especially the last exorcism. Oh my God. She was an amazing <laughs> actress. Like mm-hmm. she was so scary. Like she went from like the sweetest thing you'd ever see yeah. in the history of life. Just like super cute and sweet to, Oh my God, bitch. Stop! Get out of here! She was so scary. She was like cutting people. She was like climbing up on shit, like being weirdly sexual. It was blowing job. Oh my god! It was too much. She was breaking her own fingers. It was too much. It was a lot. It was. She was so scary, and she went from like being like super non-threatening at all to like being absolutely terrifying. And I like how they kind of did that where it was just like creepy things Mm -hmm. like anyone could do like if you are like a kid like your kid's cute you love your kid your kid's great but if you wake up and they're standing in your fucking bedroom door like just staring at you like they want to murder you with their hands like yeah then they're creepy now (laughs) so like you gotta get rid of the whole kid take I guess, innocent things. Yeah. Turns them into this awful, horrible thing that makes me never want to have children. Charlie, stop trying to eat my Bible. Charlie's possessed. <laughs> He's just trying to eat my Bible. Don't exercise the cat. <laughs> the power of catnip compels you. Now tell me where the aliens done touched you. <laughs> Show me on this doll. Why? of you know exorcism just like not just so much history but just let's let's talk about it let's talk about what it is how often it happens what needs to happen in order for an exorcism to be called so exorcisms are a religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person kind of like when you try to like ghost hunt your house yeah you put sage in it and you're like be gone ghosts yes except they're in your body and they're demons yeah and that's worse and then you know with these spiritual beliefs comes an exorcism and this may be done by causing the entity to swear an oath performing an elaborate ritual or simply by commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power uh, god that guy the practice has been around for a very long time. Like, even before witch hunts and, you know, I mean, we have the Crusades. Religion's mm-hmm. been here for a long-ass time. Yeah. So, again, the idea of there being angels and demons, 
there's going to be an idea that if angels can save you, demons can possess you. Like, that's mm-hmm. just a thing. And it also kind of goes across different religions, too. Like, there's this idea yeah. of, like, being possessed by something and needing to, to evacuate it from a being. So there's, a, specifically with Catholicism, you got to get it, you got to get the okay from the big guys upstairs. Mm-hmm. That's the Vatican. So they're the ones who sanction any exorcism. Like, you have to petition and be like, I got this kid who's really fucked up, and I want to exorcise him. And the Vatican's like, nah, bro, he's just sick. Because <laughs> they pray at him? Yeah, did you just did you pray at him? Did what he, happened? Did he get all twitchy? Did he, is he allergic to nickel, and so he can't wear your crosses? But, yeah, so there's guidelines to what you do to test someone to see if they're possessed. So if you ever see me acting weird, you can try some of these stuff and see if I'm possessed. These stuff? These stuffs. <laughs> Test them. Test these stuffs on me. <laughs> Number one, if you you have to rule out all medical explanations first. So I don't know to, to what degree you'll be satisfied. Like, I don't know if you, like, put your hand on someone's forehead and you're like, oh, they don't feel hot. Guess they're not <laughs> sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just, the explanation is just make sure... You took them to the doctor, and they weren't like, oh, this person, you know, has schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, they're not schizophrenic or psychopsychotic, psychopsychotic, <laughs> as opposed to regular psychotic. Mm-hmm. A few things that you can look out for is someone speaking in unknown languages or languages that they wouldn't know. Revealing things that are far away or hidden, like things that they wouldn't know about but can tell you about demonstrating a physical strength, not conforming to one's age or health status. So that's like crazy strength, like when you have the adrenaline rush. But it's also like those things could honestly be, you know, it's not exactly like ding, 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 check. This person is possessed. Maybe this person is, you know, is having a breakdown and they're really strong. Or maybe they're just really intuitive. So other signs are loss or lack of appetite, mm-hmm. cutting, scratching, and biting of skin, a cold feeling in the room, unnatural bodily postures and change in the person's face and body, um, the possessed losing control of their normal personality. I mean, what is a normal personality? What if I know? <laughs> Mine's loud. Or entering into a frenzy or rage. Oh, that's my normal personality. Attacking others, a change in a person's voice, supernatural physical strength, levitation and moving of objects. I think that would be a, a pretty big trigger. Yeah, I mean, if, if I saw that, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> um, this is an X-Men. Intense, this is important. Intense hatred um, and violent reaction towards all religious objects or items. Um, antipathy towards entering a church, speaking Jesus' name, or hearing scripture. That's kind of, like, the number one thing. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. Like, you say a prayer at them, and they're like, no, stop. They're either, like, agnostic, and they're like, stop trying to shove your religion down my throat, or they're possessed. Yeah. It's one or the other. There's no in-between. The Vatican, you send them this list. You're like, I tried all the things. I touched their forehead. And then I yelled a bunch of prayers at them, and they were still mad. They changed the temperature of the room. They changed it. They knew where my underwear was <laughs> in the other room. Something that I found interesting was, you know, given this process, you think, like, when you think of exorcisms, you think of, like, old times, mm-hmm. right? You think, of like, 
who's doing like no one's possessed these days because no. no one is as religious like i mean people are as religious just not to the same but there's actually been a spike um in exorcisms mm-hmm. since 2005 so in 2005 there was about 12 exorcists like people who were deemed exorcists in the u.s just 12 people here who the vatican were like that person can go and exercise you of your demons now uh today there are 50 so it's more doubled. Than. Yeah, it's like it's more than doubled. So what happens that the Vatican was like, whoa, shit's going crazy in the U.S. You need more. I mean, have you seen? Send out the troops. Have you seen what's going on in our country? <laughs> I feel but like this is like since 2005, though. So it's like there's been a steady kind of influx yeah. in in I was people getting crazy. Yeah, and I was reading on, I don't know, what exorcist-based website this was but it was like an exorcism news website uh-huh. um it was like ireland was calling for more exorcists because there's just like such a heavy They're demand so and this was article was written like f- january 2018 what? yeah calling all exorcists it was literally like we have too many possessed people and not enough exorcists ireland what are you doing over there yeah so that was like an article that was written last month Hmm. And there was another one. You think they got like a gate to hell over there? Who even knows? But all I'm saying is there was a call for exorcists in Ireland. And there's just been like, as you said, like an influx. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like a revert back to like trying to understand all the change in the world. They're like, oh, the women, they're, they're not covering their ankles. So they're possessed or like what's happening. Yeah. Like, which is it? Like, is it just a like strong reaction against kind of the modernization of everything or is it but i do people think are like, actually fucking nuts and they're possessed to shit and they're, the devil's taken over earth well in america i feel like specifically we've had this kind of like backwardsness happening like we're we're moving backwards where we're like yeah. revoking understanding that we had our like we had had enlightenment and now we're like no 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 Let's go back to when we weren't enlightened. Like yeah, women been a lot about that. don't have like just things that were had become basic, you know, understanding of the world are now being reverted back. Like we have people who believe the earth is flat. So it's like we're just having this like we've hit <laughs> like we hit our like extension of like this is as far as human intelligence is going to go and we bounced on it and now we're like reverberating backwards it's true i mean honestly maybe that's a part of it Mm because it really does seem like we've taken many steps forward but now suddenly we're just taking a bunch back it's scarier than there's just god and hell and yeah you know Uh, yeah it's it's scary to believe that there isn't god in hell yeah, because like, then where do you go when you die? No yeah. one wants to believe We're that they just... We're just here by ourselves, and turn that's to terrifying. To go by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was that, you know, people have been saying, like, y'all need Jesus for a few years, and people were like, wow, maybe you're right. <laughs> and the Vatican was like, yo, I got you. All I'm saying <laughs> is if we revert back too far, I'm just going to be dead. I'm not trying to stick around for if I have to be subservient to a man. Would you rather be subservient to a man or a demon? Oh, God, I don't know. No one. I want to just be me. <laughs> no, you have to pick. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> no. Not allowed. The Virgin Mary came to me and was like, you want to just die or you want to, like, said, keep going? I'll be like, all right, bye, dead. <laughs> dead. 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 Yes, is my choice. Fuck all them. 
I don't Honestly, care about any of them. I would be way more scared to find out demons and shit were real because I find it peaceful that like when I die, it's just done. Yeah. I don't want to keep going. Why is that what people want? I don't, I don't understand. It's scarier to me if there is an afterlife. I'd rather it just be done. Yeah. I go to bed forever. Know, There's no thoughts. You've had this conversation before where you're like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's just stupid. I don't want demons to be real. I feel like that's a way scarier reality. I don't know why people find that a calmer and peaceful reality. I would love someone to explain it to me. I really would. Um, tell us about what you learned about stuff. Well, I was just really, I learned that it's very prevalent now that exorcisms are still so much of a thing. Like they're calling for them all over the place. That's crazy to me. And that there's just like so many that exist now in the past, like the level to which exorcisms have existed in the world. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They've used it to justify a lot of things. And it's like, it's shocking to me that there isn't more documentation on it. Like that Annalise was like a big deal because she had them record the exorcism. If there's so many of those happening, why don't they all do that? Because if they want people to believe in it and they want it to be real or whatever, like it's the whole thing. Yeah, but it's out of respect for the victims. Not every victim can be Annalise. That's true. I mean, not all of them die, though. A lot of people survive and they go on to live regular lives. Yeah, regular lives where they don't keep reliving the fact that they felt that way. Je m'appelle Demon. <laughs> French? <laughs> yeah, because it's a language that's a different language than the language I usually speak. That's as true. the pedest people do. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'm gonna upset the crazy lady. It's probably like bird or something in French. Like, didn't you say before, like, my name is. <laughs> fucking So the first thing we watched was The Last Exorcist. I really very much wanted to watch it because it, it affected me both times. Like, watching yeah. it this time, too, I've never also seen messed it, me up. So I'm happy you made us watch it. Yeah. The Last Exorcism. The film follows a disillusioned evangelical minister who, after years of performing exorcisms, decides to participate in a documentary chronicling his last exorcism while exposing the fraud of his ministry. After receiving a letter from a farmer asking for help in driving out the devil, he meets the farmer's afflicted daughter. So it, I think both, out of both of the movies that we watched, they were very, they had a very interesting approach yeah, to I was storytelling. Like documentary films. Like yeah. It just makes it feel so much more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think documentaries are like, oh, that's a real stuff. That's a nonfiction thing. And it's like, it always just kind of makes it affect you more when it's mm-hmm. talking about something like that, I think. Yeah, and they were definitely good about it because it it didn't feel like a shaky cam, Mm -hmm. like where they were overcompensating for the fact like this is a handy cam film, but it also still had like cinematographic art to it as well. Like Uh I never felt like I was watching someone's like shaky documentary film. But yeah, I feel like there wasn't any real dull moments, like even when they're just driving through like the town, like you're because you're still like reeling from like the last thing that happened. But both of these like approaches were very much like we're not going to just have 
like a like it could have very easily been a story like Insidious or you know something to that degree where it's just like this is a film yeah and it's a horror film and this is the kind of setup and whatever the, these are like kind of refreshing in their approach to what doc, uh, exorcisms are because it really I think painted the sensitivity of the subject while still being scary. Like it it managed to be scary without, with you still feeling like upset for the victim. Yeah. Like they didn't use the victim as like a pawn to scare you. I mean, it did, but like you were still like understanding that this person was not in control of it. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was really great. Yeah, they made them very human. It wasn't like they were trying to be, like, awful or anything. There was, like, so many elements to it. Both movies. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, there was that psychological element. It was, like, what's making her act this way? And like, you're, like, trying yourself to, like, rule out. Is it psychosis or is it possession? Yeah. And I think that's, like, it was fun. Yeah. Was and fun to try to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I think this, and, and The Last Exorcism is really great if, um, one of you, it, it is scary. So for anyone who isn't into like kind of, I wouldn't say they have jump scares, but it is frightening. Um, yeah, it's more like it's uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. there's just parts where it's like jump scare plus uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's psychological. Yeah, and that's like what I really enjoyed about it was that I honestly throughout the film you can't you don't know you don't know what you believe. And you're you're thrown back and forth because you're you're set up with this minister who's was raised in uh, his ministry, and he was the, a kid like preacher, and he does the whole thing, and he he he's really charming and funny, and how he's like I could say anything, I can just start talking about my mama's banana bread recipe, but if I say it in the pastor voice, they believe you, and it's like hallelujah, and the girl's like I don't believe you, and he does it, and he's just yeah. like and he get the eggs, and he got the do like overripe bananas and you mash them and they're like hallelujah <laughs> and he's like yep and he just Look gives you this thing. smile yeah, yeah like see this is a shit but it, at the same time he's not this villain like he's not like condemning religion yeah. he's using it he still like respects the yeah. belief yeah he's just like I don't necessarily believe in this anymore and this isn't a spoiler it's like the first like 10 minutes um but spoiler alert anyway you know how we roll. Um, but he uh, is kind of struggling with his faith. and But he's, he, he still values, like, the power of belief. Yeah. And, and thinks that you can really turn that. And so he has, like, it's less like, oh, I'm this man of God and I'm preaching God's word. And he's like, I'm a good man who's trying to steer people in the right direction. Yeah. But he also doesn't believe in exorcisms because, like, people die. Yeah. And people are being abused. So... This is a part of his religion that has a negative outcome that he's wanting to, like, skirt around. Mm-hmm. And so this is why he goes on to this documentary trip of doing his last exorcism, which is where he shows all the tricks and trades of a magician that he is. Yeah. And so he doesn't believe, and, and you don't as a viewer, and then you do, and then you don't, and then you do. Yeah. And it's just so... and it. There's so many times where you're so certain, where you're like, okay, this is it. She's definitely fucked up. She is possessed. She's a demon. She's crazy, and she's lost it, and he's hopeless. And then she says one word. And even even now, like, I'm not 100% sure she was possessed. I think she was acting out because of what's happening around her. Yeah, like sexual abuse and, like, isolation and what have you. Yeah, like, even if the ending, as absurd as it is, is real, like, I still think that was her acting out and trying to tell him 
that stuff was happening. Yeah, I mean, it was a great movie. And I mean, throughout, you're just like trying to wrap logic around it instead of being like, yeah, she's possessed. Like, you want to be like, oh, it's because like her dad molested her or whatever. And then you're like, no, it was the coffee guy down the street or whatever. Or it's the brother. And like, you're just constantly, you quietly come to like, a conclusion. Yeah, she's her like, mom died. She's like blowy alone. job, and you're like, oh, it's just her. Yeah, and then five seconds later, some other crazy shit <laughs> happens. And you're like, oh fuck no. And it's like it's it, a lot of there's a lot of like facepalm moments uh-huh. where like someone said something or would do something that was in reaction to something else. So like when he was you know putting up putting on airs about the exorcism, and he describes this demon. He says Abalom is in her, and he the only way to to get rid of him is either death or the exorcism. Like, that's the only way they'll find relief. And, of course, he just says that to be overdramatic. Yeah. And then, of course, her life is in danger yeah, because he like, said well, that. she has to die. Yeah, yeah, like, you can't exercise her. It's like you said. And it's like, that's the power of belief. Like, you thought you were wielding this, like, tool, and you, you can't just, like, fucking go around with it like that. Yeah. It's not an AR-15. But, yeah, I think it was an interesting take. I think the documentary style was a great choice for it and like you're saying that the actress was amazing she truly was great at being like this young innocent child that you feel for and they really wrote in those very delicate moments like her getting the boots and being so like she gets a they give her a pair of boots they're doc martens yeah which is like so unlike her little like prairie girl like religious self but she has these boots and she's wearing them and she's so like traumatized by what's happening to her and then like it turns around and she's like crawling up the wall and like stabbing people yeah like licking people and being like weird as shit it was so Uh weird it was so upsetting like i was just like you were so and then she came back like normal again and i was like i it's hard for me to accept you in this form yeah, I just saw you do crazy <laughs> shit, and I can't. But you definitely still felt bad. Like, yeah, like, like she brought it back. Like I was like, oh god, you're still just like a little kid. Yeah, and then, like I think having Cotton, who's the minister, having him constantly fighting for her, and he he's like, no, we need to help her. Like yeah. this is a delicate situation for her. Like he's always he. He very much made it like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And he was like, regardless of whether or not this is a real demon possession and regardless of if this is her dad who's abusing her or she's just a troubled girl, like any of that, that's it doesn't matter what the catalyst is. The problem is that she is being affected by something and we need to help her. Yeah. And so that was a really, I think a... Those scenes were written really well, and he was a really great protagonist. And then, like, she wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. That there was a cause, of, like, it was good. Yeah. And then, like, that's something that's missed a lot, just in general, with kids. Yeah. So they're always, like, the kid's, the, the kid's trouble. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, we get that a person, lot. person, yeah. and they're going through something. Something is affecting them to make them act the way that they do. And it's just like... It was good to see that in a movie about exorcism. Uh, We also watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is loosely based on a true story. Although, I mean, it was, there were some pretty close things. Yeah, there were uh, some good, like, matches up between the reality and the fake. I was like, because we read all about uh, Annalise, Annalise, Michelle, who was the, you know, real victim of whole exorcism situation where she didn't get just one like emily did mm-hmm. she got 60 i believe she's i thought she had six 
They've also had no, sex. six demons, 60 exorcisms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one hour each, like, for an extended period of time, and that's, like, why she was so malnourished and uh-huh. what have well, you. Well, there's a lot of reasons. And what was really interesting, which is that they took to, also in the Emily Rose, you know, rendition, is that they had recordings of her being exercised, and, like, you can hear those online. Yeah. They exist. Like, we listen to them. It's, like, an hour and a half of just, like, her screaming mm-hmm. in, like, different languages and saying, like, kind of scary messed up stuff. It's yeah. recorded. It, like, made it very much more real for me. Like, hearing it, I guess, and, like, mm-hmm. hearing what she was saying, then hearing the, like, talking back and forth. I wish, like, and I think seeing the movie, like, kind of matched it together. Where I was like, oh, this was maybe what happened in the physical sense that she could have been doing, you know? Yeah. It was creepy. It's definitely based on a very real thing, which we heard, and was, I would say, a bit more raw. And, like, like Emily Emily Rose was scary and, like, you know, exorcist-y, but Annalise is is primal and just out of... Out of this world. It's just unreal. So this film was also very unique in that it's, what it's doing is it's following this woman who is a defense attorney who is trying to represent the priest who was committing these exorcisms for Emily Rose, who is now being accused by the state of negligent homicide. Because she ended up dying. And in real life, Annalise died as well. And of course, uh, again, she had 60 exorcisms. And so there's a lot of similarities. They kind of definitely took her kind of overarching timeline. Yeah. But they they definitely left out some stuff. Like, they didn't paint Emily as as religious as Annalise. Even the the audio tape, and again, like with her thing, like I felt like listening to the tapes, it was like someone being reduced to this like feral state. Yeah, like she sounded like were an animal. Very scary. Like it was to hear a person mm-hmm. sound like that, like for such a long period of time. It it really did. It made it more real for me, which is why I'm like all like weird and questioning myself of how I feel about exorcisms now. Because I was like, that was scary, and that was a real human that made all those noises and said all those really scary words, and was probably like thrashing and like crazy looking and mm-hmm. probably did a lot of some of the, like the contorty things. Cause both of them, the character Emily Rose in the movie was diagnosed with epilepsy mm-hmm. as well. And Annalise was also diagnosed with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole debate on how the medicine influenced like her symptoms and how she like handled her, I guess, demonic possession. The fact that there was both a medical ele- element as well as a psychological element. And then also the religious piece. It was just really interesting. And it was crazy that it was a real story. That like, I mean, I'm sure the elements of it are up for question. Was she really possessed? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But like, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it definitely took an interesting turn in that it was a comparison of like scientific, mm-hmm. which is what the state was trying to prove. Like she had a mental illness. She had psycho, was it like psychoepilepsy, which is not a thing. He was just like, did you just make up that term? He's like, I can well, do that. I'm a doctor. Well, I'm the one who made it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yesterday. You can't act like you know. Get out of here. <laughs> On the other side, you have the beliefs, but there's also even like the fact that those beliefs, like, I really enjoy the doctor because that's, this is kind of how I feel in regards to exorcism is like, regardless of whether or not demons exist, 
that person believes that they do. And yeah. so that itself has control over your mind. Like yeah. if even if there is no such thing as demons and they do not exist, demons are in that person. Yeah. So like, you have to free them of it and they have to be open to be free yeah. of it. Yeah, and, and in order to do that, you have to do it the way, the correct way. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to, like, if someone has psychosomatic, like, headaches or something, you know, you're not going to fix those with aspirin. Yeah. Like, unless you tell them, like, oh, I am believing you in what your pain is. Here's an aspirin. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed that there was like this this kind of dichotomy where it was like the medicine was counteracting the exorcism and the exorcism was counteracting the medicine. So it was like which one was going to save her and which one didn't, which yeah. one killed her. And and that's like the question. And there really isn't an answer because like honestly, if she was you know epileptic and and somehow that was causing these delusions, but she, it was like continuously fueled by her family and this priest, so she never really got a chance to get out of that and let her medicine heal her, then, of course, that's a problem. But also, if that wasn't the case, and it's all psychosomatic, and she is, in her head, possessed by the devil, and now she has this medicine that's also putting chemicals in her brain that now is not allowing her to combat it in the proper way. Like, it's not giving her control over her thoughts enough to fight it in the way that people think that they should be fought. And it honestly seemed like it was very much like, because the epilepsy medicine wasn't helping her. Mm -hmm. Like, even in the Annalise situation, it was saying it didn't relieve her seizures and it made her psychosis worse. And the doctor did get convicted. Not the doctor, the uh, priest did get Mm -hmm. convicted. But he didn't serve much jail time. I think it was like maybe six months. And then he was like just on probation. Uh Um, And in the movie, movie, he got time served. So my problem with exorcisms in that I was complaining to God the entire film was that like this person is unwell. Yeah. And again, regardless of whether or not there really are demons in them, that this person is neglecting them getting help. You know, like they... Like, he means well, and I don't think he's there. The guy in the movie is an evil person, and I yeah. don't know if the priest in real life who dealt with Annalise was a good person or not. Because, yeah. I mean, he could have just been, you know, chasing his exorcism train, you know? The fact of the matter is, like, there was, there just seems to be this lack of trying all the avenues. Yeah. Like, they just jumped straight into, like, okay, we need to exercise you. And it's, like, after the 50th exorcism, like, I'll give you that, the 50th one, why isn't there, like, this, like, maybe we need to try something else? Yeah. Like, well, maybe was, she is unwell. I know, but was it, they started with the medical route. They didn't even go the exorcist route. Like, they took her on the medications, and they did all the doctor's visits, and they did, like, therapy, and it wasn't working. And then that's when, I think... I don't know if it was Annalise who initiated that it was a religious issue mm-hmm. instead, or if it was a mix between the parents and her that like pursued like pursued that. But like they started with the medical route, they went to science way first, and I think that's what makes it a little more interesting. Well, I think like when it when it comes to any other like mental illness, generally like. You go. You have this route where you're checking medically. So you go. You try certain things. You see this doctor, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't work. You go see a different doctor. You try a different medicine. Like it's not, like you can't be like, oh, I tried one epileptic pill and it didn't work for me. It made things worse. I guess that's not it. Any other kind of approach 
like you would you would be doing the 50 times 60 times of going to a medical person not the spiritual situation well it's it's tough though when they believed more in the spiritual thing they were trying to try different things mm-hmm. but in their mind they did everything that they could because mm-hmm. they didn't trust the medical route as much as they trusted the spiritual route. Yeah. So that's why they did the same thing, but just in the different end. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, and I was comparing it to when you have cases like a mom who's crazy religious and has, has a psychotic break and then drowns her children yeah. because she thinks she's saving them and like sending them to God. Like she's no more wrong than the priests who commit exorcisms if like demons aren't real. It's just their belief that saying something bad is happening and it results in a death. So like, honestly, you're wrong. Like when, like if you're a doctor and you're giving someone these pills and it's killing them, you give them different pills. Like if you're actively contributing to someone's death, you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, and again, it's tough because if, if demons are real, they got to her. And given her story and her understanding of it, they were just always going to be in there because she was sacrificing her body for everyone else. For everyone else, yeah. And that was really interesting, too, is, like, that she saw herself as a savior. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she has been recognized as a saint, but I remember, like, reading something along those lines. I think so. That, um, like, she she sacrificed, like, her body Mm -hmm. and mind for, like, the greater good of people to for people to know that the devil was real and the demons are real. It was kind of like her wish was to get that message out, which is why she wanted the exorcisms recorded and like put out for people to listen to, which is interesting. I think it's another really interesting element of it. It's like she was like, I want people to know so that they believe. So like her belief was validated by getting other people to believe just by being like terrified of what they listen listen to of her like guttural guttural screams yeah. and like feral and she even requested noises. that like in the middle of like one of her states like yeah like she's in her crazy voice saying like take those tapes and get them anywhere and so it's like kind of this catch 22 because it's like is she saying that or are the demons trying to get like message out because here's the thing is like demons can't get in you if you don't believe in them yeah. They go for the people who believe. Those people who are susceptible to the ones mm-hmm. who believe. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like if the demons can convince them to go and start, you know, publicizing about exorcisms and that demons are real, people will now believe in it. And now there's more people that they can have. Yeah. This is if demons are real. But I did, I thought it was really beautiful, her kind of like coping of it and how she like saw the Virgin Mary and Virgin Mary was like, I give you this choice where you can die now and you'll be free. Uh, or no, no, she said, I will take them out of you and you'll yeah. be free. You'll be fine. You're totally going to be back normal. To your life. And or, me. which is fine. And that's it. That's the end of the story. Or they're going to stay in there forever until you die and that's like your struggle with them and like your pain and suffering with them will bring salvation to others and that you are essentially like sacrificing your life to save these people yeah basically like very much jesus died for our sins and mm-hmm. least died for your sins kind of yeah. thing and i mean as to someone who's a devout religious person i feel like that's like not a dream but yeah. like it's like that's an honor 
Yeah, it's and that's it's, something yeah. like you're not going to turn down if that's like what you believe more than anything else. Yeah, and it's definitely not—I wouldn't say a dream, but it's definitely like a coping yeah. mechanism. Like, it's like something that's like makes her think it's worth it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she truly is just like having this mental breakdown that is fueled by her religious background, like this is her out. Yeah. This is her way of dealing with the fact that she is too far. You know, and and I think it's kind of beautiful that she did believe that. Yeah. And yeah, and the movie was really good. It does a really good job of like, it wasn't, this is an exorcism movie. It was a trial that was talking about the validity of exorcisms and also like that thing, that the interpersonal connection between like this priest and like the woman suffering from the exorcisms and like why, you know, he felt like he was doing the right thing and kind of giving these monsters a human face. Yeah, and it was less about like, look at this scary stuff. Look at this special effects and Yeah, there was like an emotional piece mm-hmm. to it that was like it was supposed to be meaningful. You can yeah. tell it wasn't just like ah Yeah, it wasn't oh, no. projectile vomiting and calling your mom a whore. It was, you know, like, this, this poor is girl. You love and yeah. like this is your child. This is what, like this is an innocent girl who's like suffering. Mm-hmm. And, like, excruciating pain and, like, making the sacrifice for people. And the fact that it's based on a real story. Like, that story was so interesting. I highly recommend looking it up. Look up Annalise. What was her last name? Michelle. Michelle. Annalise Michelle. She was German. Her story is just really interesting. And if you ever listen to the footage of her, like, guttural screams, it's really disturbing. And I just highly recommend listening to it because it made me feel really uncomfortable and also made me kind of believe that demons are real. So I <laughs> guess Annalise won because that's what she wanted. She I mean, she was going to win either way. Either she was going to get exercised and the demons would be gone and she would be good. Or she dies, but she painted this whole scenario where it was a good thing. All the stuff you, I read on it was like she was gorging herself. She was trying to eat, but she died of like malnutrition. And it was just like... What is the real thing that happened? I'll <laughs> never that's know. The trick. Yeah. And her speaking languages that she probably didn't know and Yeah. Being Hitler and speaking in her The kitty. Run. Run kitty. sitting with my back towards the way. Okay, now I'm scared. I'm like actually scared. Why? Sorry. It's probably just our house and we get paranoid. Or it's the ghost. I don't want us to have a ghost, Gabe. He's downstairs. He can stay down there. Oh, did you have anything else to say <laughs> about exorcisms that you learned? Yeah, they're scary and I don't want them to be real because it'll ruin my life. But I also kind of like want to talk to somebody who's been exercised. All right. like, I kind of want them to like reach out. Mm-hmm. I feel like this would be really interesting. Like, I was reading about it, and I was like, I just want to know. I just want to know about this. If you or someone you've known has been exercised, tell them to shoot us an email at theghoulsnextdoor yeah. at gmail.com. 
I think I just like when I read about it. Right here. Uh, or tweet at us. Tweet at us about your exorcism. Yeah. 140 characters. Was exercise demons bad? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, all right. We have to read it. It's scary. <laughs> Blowing job. <laughs> Blowing Three job. o'clock. The devil's hour. 3 a.m. Yeah. Or blowing job? Mm-hmm. Blowing job is good. Would you like a blowing I, job? Yeah. So it's, would you like a blowing job? How about a blowing job? the devil's hour, 3 a.m.? Well, it's hard to, because it's like a real thing people do. So it's like hard to rate it. I mean, we've rated ghosts. That's a real thing. That's true. We've rated nightmares. That's a real thing. Well, I like rate it. Would you like a blowing job? Because it was scary as hell. I don't want it to be real. Yeah, I mean, the movies definitely are a blowing job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest sentence I've ever said in my life. Um, they're definitely a blowing job because <laughs> they were so good. You definitely, you will know what it is if you watch The Last Exorcism. It's the girl. They found, they realized that the girl wasn't possessed. Spoiler alert. Uh, at least for at one point, you think she's not possessed because she says "blowing job" instead of "blow job" because she's a child. She doesn't know better. But a demon would know. Yeah. A demon would be like a blow job. Yeah. So either it's a teenage stupid de- demon, or it's a little girl who's yeah. trying to get some attention. Yeah. Or is it? So the bl- <laughs> I was saying a <gasps> blowing job for the films because both of them were very different, but they had somewhat similar approaches. One was based on a true story, one wasn't, but one was made like it was a true story. There's a lot. But I thought both of them were really good, and I'm glad we watched them and not The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, they weren't very hokey, and that's what I liked. Yeah, they felt real. Even though it was a movie, they did feel real, and I think that's why they were... I was genuinely scared. Like, I was absolutely terrified. As far as exorcisms themselves, like, nah, keep that away from me with the witching hour. Yeah, 3 a.m., I better I just, sleep. <laughs> It, there's just no winning with exorcisms because either they're real and that means that there's demons, which is just, that's bad news. That's yeah, bad, news, bad bears news bears for you. <laughs> yeah, it's bad news bears if they exist. But it's also bad if they don't exist because these people are still getting exercised. So, like, there is no win. Like, either they're right and they're messed up or they're wrong and they're getting messed up. <laughs> like there's no winning so i i just can't and it it just absolutely stresses me out because it's just so bad everything about it is bad it's like either yeah. someone is taking advantage of a, a, a very troubled person who is susceptible because of their religion and like their beliefs or like god and satan are real and he's sending his little people to be inside you to mess you up like, real hard, like, so I'm going to go with a nah for <laughs> no 3 a.m. waking up for me. Dude, what if we woke up at 3 a.m.? Stop it. Shut your mouth. If you wake up in the middle of the night, don't look at your phone to find out what time it is. Just don't. I, I already told you. I was watching that movie, and I said, Gabe, you know what I do when I hear weird shit or I wake up suddenly in the night? I go back the fuck to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I don't have curiosity. I'm not the person who gets up to check what's going on. I'm like, that's not real. We're going to ignore that. <laughs> Go back to bed. And then I wake up and feel better. I mean, honestly, like, that's how I dealt with my childhood. Like, I used to have crazy ass nightmares. And I would always wake up 
And then that's when the weird shit would happen. I'd learn. You just go back to sleep, and then you wake up in the actual morning, and you're fine. <laughs> and the exorcism's gone. Yeah, anything that was scary that was happening, it's done now. Because it wasn't fucking real. You just go back to sleep. That's the solution. You close your eyes hard enough, you will eventually fall asleep. <laughs> no. Yes. This doesn't work for everyone. Well, I'm just saying. Sorry for you. You're getting exercised. No, it's if you wake up at 3 a.m. and something weird starts to happen, you smell burning or whatever, and there's no fucking mm-hmm. fire, you just go back to fuck to sleep. But you don't know if there's no fire. I would just believe that there's not a fire if someone is not waking me up. <laughs> what if you have to wake me up? You will both die. It's fine. Oh, yeah. No. We're both near doors. If we need to escape, we can. We have all the exit strategies. But I'm convinced that if there's something going on, you'll you'll come get me. Probably. So like I'm not I'm not gonna investigate. So someone better not break it enter into your room, because if I, I unless I hear screaming, I'm not getting up. Why would you say that? I have to go in there. <laughs> well, in you like to- ten minutes <laughs> alone. Shut I'll go in your room if you want. Cat, what? what the no, fuck? I would come rescue you, but I don't know. It needs- Why are you putting that on me? Or you just breathe that into existence? No, you said that I wasn't going to save you if I smelled fire. So I'm saying is, if I hear something and it's like you, I will come help. And then you come in there, and I'm all twitchy. <laughs> Twitchy. If yeah. you do that, I will walk out and I will just call 911 and I will But then at the same out. time, someone's coming in the room to abduct me. What are you gonna do? They're gonna let them abduct your twitchy ass. What are you doing? It's your problem now. He's like, whoa, oh I don't think I need this. What is she doing? Fuck if I know. Go kidnap the neighbors. I don't know. Yeah, she's like like, take her, please. I, I don't know what to do with that. Well, I feel like if then he sees me and he's going to be like, oh, you're normal. And I'll be like, no, I'm going to do What's up? Us. Contagious. I am suddenly also possessed. <laughs> so, what is it? Blowing job for you or what? Yeah, blowing job. All right. Unless it's real, then fuck that noise. <laughs> Sounded very, like, honky. Alright, yeah, I mean I hope your kid doesn't get extra, like uh, oh. no, I'm not having kids for that reason. Possessed. I know I'm doing it. Don't right. get married because your kids will get possessed. <laughs> and then you'll eat them. And you have to leave them alone. You have to get rid of them. That's it. No. You gotta get rid of the whole kid. Just new ones. <laughs> Call Walmart. All that work for nothing. Don't get married, they'll eat your kids. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Je m'appelle Demon. <laughs> French? Yeah, because it's a language, so it's a different language than the language I usually speak. That's as true. the pedest people do. Okay. <laughs>